cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo. We are back in the snake pit. And, of course, he's back. The Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, last week we had Magnum TA fill in, but now we've got the man himself. There's no replacing you, Jake. Oh, man. I'm sure Maggie did a great job. God almighty. A, a great storyteller. A natural podcaster, really. He did a really yeah. great job for us. It was awesome to have him in here. And uh, and Jake, this week we're doing, uh, I know one of your personal favorites, it's something I love doing too, and it's something I know the listeners love, it's Ask Jake Anything. Hell um, yeah. Man, I can't wait, we got a ton of questions, we'll get to as many <clears throat> as we can, uh, but before we do get into them, Jake, I'm going to start with a question of my own, you know, we had Magnum on here, as I said, and uh, he, he weighed in on his past in relationship with you, I wanted to hear your take on it, what do you remember about being around a young Magnum TA? Oh, man. Well, when I first met Magnum, he was uh, riding around with the Buzz Sawyer and his brother in uh, Mid-South. Yes. And they were abusing him. How so? Financially. Okay. Uh, they made him drive his vehicle and take care of them. Wow. And they were supposed to be training him. <laughs> yeah. I told I went to him, told him, get the fuck away from those guys, man. Don't you see what they're doing? And he did. You know, I, I know that you were in the dark side of the ring. Uh, did you get an opportunity to watch the Magnum dark side? No, of the I ring? didn't. So no, I didn't. during that, he did reveal the whole thing about like how uh, Buzz had come to him and, and said, hey, yeah, I'll train you. Just give me $10,000 yeah. and then just and then just skip town with it. So yeah. Mag Magnum had to drive across the country and track him down. And then finally the guy trained him. It's like, holy shit, man. Uh, did you hear about Buzz doing that shit to a lot of guys? Oh, yeah. He was a thief, man. <sighs> it's like eventually it's going to catch up with you, you would think, right? I think it did. With uh, Was it with The Undertaker or somebody confronted him? I don't know. I think uh, I think he got caught up to with when he died. Oh, Okay. Man, it's like a troubled guy, a great performer. Like I always loved his work in the ring, but God yeah. Almighty, just just a troubled, troubled guy. Maybe not necessarily always on the straight and narrow. Never. <laughs> well, let's uh, jump into some of these fan questions. Dylan Leahy asks, uh, Jake, besides yourself, who do you think is one of the greatest wrestlers to never win the big one? Thanks for sharing the stories. So, so Jake, uh, you know, we discussed guys like yourself and Piper not really needing titles, but who do you yeah. think is somebody who could have really benefited from getting the world championship? Kurt Henning. All right. That is a great answer. You know, Kurt Henning, uh, he had all the tools, man. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that could have done it, man. But Kurt Henning comes to the top. Uh, I I know that you had a few opportunities to work with Kurt over the yeah. years. How would you compare him against uh, some of the other kind of top level performers? Uh, he was top world? level. He was top shelf. Okay, so like yeah. every bit as good as the very best you'd you'd work yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Man, uh, a world title run with him as Mister Perfect could have been something else, right? Yeah, it would have been great. 
Well, next up, we've got our old pal, Peter D. Uh, and Peter says, hi, Jake. Did you spend much time with Don Morocco? Any stories you can share? Thanks. Don Morocco? Yes, sir. Yeah, I spent a little time with Don, man. He quite the character. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun to be around. Is any uh, uh, any wild road stories with him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Later we had, uh, I was having real bad neck trouble. And uh, I, I got a tour to uh, Australia. Mm. And uh, during the tour, my neck flared up. And I was in so much pain that I couldn't even get out of bed. Damn, it, was, it was really bad. And uh, so they sent this doctor to my room. And I told him what, what they gave me in the States, you know, to make it work. And he said, well, we don't have that, but we have something com comparable to it. Mm -hmm. So he gave me, he gave it to me and told me, whatever you do, don't take more than one. Oh boy. It was a tiny pill. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I took two and I, I was moving and talking in slow motion. Oh no. And I was wrestling Don. <laughs> So before the match, everybody's freaking out because I was like, come on, let's go. Ah, I'm going to beat your ass, Morocco. Like that. So Don, he's freaking out. And I'm like, I know what we should do. Here, you take one of these pills. <laughs> Slow him down. Slow him down. It worked perfect. <laughs> Man, that that only works in wrestler logic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. It worked. Man, another guy. It's such a such a great look. What a great physique oh Don God. had. It's uh, man, such a talented dude. I, I know he was having, you know, uh, relationship problems with his next wife, and uh, he had to go to court one time, mm. and uh, it didn't go so well. And after he left the court, he had a few too many cocktails oh boy. on the way to the show. And uh, he got there and his wife had packed his bag for him. It should put in two left shoes, <laughs> two left <laughs> wrestling boots. <laughs> and he put them on. What else are you going to do? Wrestle with two left shoes. <laughs> Looked weird as shit, man. Yeah. That had to be a little bit free. You probably felt like you were on some of those pills again, seeing that. Oh my God. It was, it was, it was funny to watch brother. And he, oh, he was something else, man. He was a monster. God, what a character. All the respect and all the love I have goes to Don Morocco, man. I think he's got a podcast of his own nowadays. If I remember I hope right. So. Yeah. I hope so. I'm sure he's got some great stories. Oh yeah. I know he does. Well, speaking of great stories, Jake, Richard Boyce says, can you tell the story about knocking one of the Samoans' eyes out while tagging with Jimmy Garvin? I have never heard this, Jake. Oh, my God. We didn't knock his eye out. What happened? I just gave him a potato. I caught him with a knee lift, man. And uh, Jimmy Garvin, who was my tag team partner, he shouts into the ring, oh, you said you were going to do it. I can't believe you did it. Holy fuck. 
the Samoan got up and grabbed me by my hair and head butted me so fucking hard, man. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know why he didn't knock me out. I, I, may, I may have been out. I, I remember just laying on the mat looking at Jimmy going, why? Why would you say that? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. But that was the receipt, man. And it was a hell of a receipt. I mean, like, when you look down and you see that you've knocked a man's eye out of his head. I didn't knock his eye out of his head. I gave him a knee lift and blacked his eye. Okay. Okay. It was just a, it was just a stiff shot to his eye. Yeah, it was a hell of a stiff shot, man. You can give a hell of a shot with your knee if you're trying to. You can really fuck somebody up with your knee, yeah. You're damn right you can. Okay. All right. So you didn't knock his eye out. But no. Hell as, no. As soon as you connected with him and you felt it, it solid, were you like, oh, God, it's coming? I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Are you all right? And about that time, I heard Jimmy said, you said you were going to do it. I can't believe you did it. Oh, geez. Did you ever get revenge on Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Sure What'd did. You do? What'd you do? Well, it just so happened that Sika, about a week later, was out at the swimming pool with a bunch of wrestlers and two midgets, getting sun, not bothering anybody. And this drunk comes out to the pool and starts fucking with him. Mm -hmm. And he kept fucking with him, kept fucking with him. And finally, Sika just, he was laying in his lawn chair, just reached back and backhanded the guy. Yes. Knocked him on his ass. Sika said, now I kill you. And he got to his fucking feet and he started chasing him down the street. <laughs> he was barefooted, man. Can you imagine looking up and having that 300-pound son of a bitch chasing you? Oh, God. Man, that dude ran like the wind. I bet. He got away from him. But Sika, when he backhanded him, it had split his hand. Mm -hmm. And, man, it started hurting really bad, man. And after about three or four days, it swelled up twice the size. And so we're, we're looking at it in the locker room. <laughs> And he goes, oh, man, my head's so bad. I can't take it no more. Ah, I don't know what's wrong. I can see my bone. He went, what? I can see my bone. He went, Let me see. So he takes the bandages off. We look. And we touch it. And it moves. It wasn't the bone. It was that guy's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of, hell of a back end. He had knocked two teeth out, and they were embedded in his hand. <laughs> so once we pulled those out, it got started getting better. Yeah. But, but we were wrestling the Samoans, and Jimmy arm-dragged Sika, and when he came up, his knee landed on that hand. Oh. And I said, you said you were going to do it. <laughs> Can't believe you did it. And Jimmy's holding Sika's hand and he's kissing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Please. I'm so sorry. And he's kissing his hand, man. Amazing. I mean, did he avoid the receipt from Sika? Fuck yeah. Oh, that bastard. Jimmy Garvin getting away with it. Dude, amazing. I didn't know what to expect with that story, but holy shit, it delivered. Um, Rich Garrison is up next. If Jake had been offered a spot in the Four Horsemen in 1986, would he have considered going to Crockett instead of the WWF? That's interesting. I wouldn't have considered being a Four Horsemen. 
Really? No. So, I mean, they were making some crazy money at the time. Yeah, they were, but, you know, they just, uh, they were a group thing. I'm not good in groups. Ah, okay. You know? Well, not to mention who else was in the group at the time is Ole exactly. Anderson. That, that was my point. <laughs> I know you wouldn't have gotten along with him. No. All right. Well, man, it's an interesting what if. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, Steve Cohen asks, what was your experience working with Gino Hernandez? If he had lived, do you think that he would have been a big star in the WWF? I think so. I think he would have certainly uh, worked his way up the card, maybe not to the main event, but certainly, well, you know, he might have been a great intercontinental champion. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That would certainly be uh, a spot that would fit him. But, uh, yeah, Gino had it all, man. I was just going to ask, you didn't see any holes in his game aside from his outside-the-ring issues? Right, right. Man, uh, Jake, I, I would imagine that you've got a lot of stories about WCCW. I'd like to talk to you oh about it God. someday. I mean, good good experiences overall in that territory? No. No. No, man. Starved to death there, brother. You know, we've actually got a related question, so let me see if I can dig that up because this is the perfect time for it. All right, uh, Jake, we've got Betty Smith who asks, Hi, Jake, in WCCW, did anybody other than the Von Ericks make any money? We're from your hometown in Gamesville, Texas, by the way. Absolutely not. So, like, if you don't mind my asking, what kind? What was, like, if you work a night, what kind of payoff are you getting? Um, I'll tell you, for a week, you'd do about 700 800 Okay. So, if, decent, if you were lucky. Decent money back in the 80s, but certainly not what you had been experiencing in other territories. No, right? no. And that, uh, the that Von Erichs. That a 700 800 was a good week. Okay. Most what? weeks were 500. Oh, geez. Not good. No. And in the meantime, I know that the Von, like, you know, the complaint I always heard about the Von Erics was like, maybe they'd show up. If they did, they were under the influence and they're oh, the yeah. ones collecting all the biggest money, right? Absolutely. Got to be frustrating. We'll talk oh, about W. Was. We'll talk about WCCW sometime. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even get a guest on here. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, guys, let's take a quick break because summer's here and Manscaped has got you covered. Cannonballs! This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure that your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let that meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty by going to manscaped.com and using code SNAKEPIT for 20% off and free shipping. Look, fellas, we have all been there. If you're trying to make sure it's all smooth sailing for your significant other, you get a little overzealous, moving a little too fast, and all of a sudden, you've done a blade job and gotten some color in the last place you'd want it. Well, those days are in the past thanks to Manscaped. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, pool, or shower, even your strongest pubes don't stand a chance. You know that feeling when it's hot out, you're sweating and dehydrated, and then somebody hands you a nice cold beer? That is the best feeling in the world. Manscaped's liquid formulations are basically the ball freshness version of cracking open a cold one. They've got crop preserver ball deodorant, keeping you cool from sunrise to sunset. With soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails out during summer months? Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. They have thought of literally everything to make your summer sizzle. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. If you're not treating your nuts this summer, you're nuts. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SNAKEPIT. Manscaped is the perfect way to get your patty sizzling this hot summer. Um, Yambag Jones says, who is the first person that you thought had all the tools, but for some reason never quite made it? Hmm. Gosh, I don't. That's a tough question. Um, uh, Jake, recently on your social media, you posted a video of yourself with uh, Crusher Jerry Jerry Blackwell. Yeah. Would yeah. you say that? Would you say that he's one of those guys who like? Oh God, yeah. Made it on a big stage. God, yeah. Yeah, Crusher Blackwell had it all, man. He could move, man. He could for a big man his size, he could fly. Mm-hmm. He was a tremendous athlete, tremendous performer. Jerry was an interesting looking guy. He looked like relatively short, very like rotund, but like, yeah. just, I, I don't know. In that video you shared, he cut a promo. I was like, man, that was a, that was a good promo from this guy. Yeah, damn right, man. He was evil, brother. I am interested to learn and hear more about him. Do you have a lot of history with him? Like enough to fill no, an I episode don't. someday? No, I don't. Oh, uh, okay. I only seen him a handful of times. Oh, all right. Man, interesting looking dude. It's it'd, it'd be fun to find out more. I'll see what yeah. I can dig up. Um, Sean Berkey asks, "What do you have a go-to movie and TV series?" So I know that you're into One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. What right. shows do you watch? Oh, I, I like. Uh, oh my God, NCIS. Okay. Yeah, NCIS, but I've been hooked on that for a while. And occasionally I'll watch Castle or Rizzolian Isles or something like that. Something, you know, not too heavy, but just funny enough to keep my entertained, you know, be entertained. So you're into like the cable television or like, yeah, Yeah. police dramas. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too serious during the day. So I just leave it on that. I just listen to it basically. Yeah, cool, man. Now, are you on Netflix or Hulu or any of that shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And no go-to Netflix series that you. Oh watched? yeah, yeah. It was a black blacklist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like the blacklist. That's that's a damn good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie Boggs asks, "What current wrestler do you think most resembles your style? Anybody out there remind you of yourself?" Not really. 
Not really. I was going to say, it's I've I've seen a lot of your work since starting this podcast as I do research and stuff, and mm. I don't see anybody that's like you. No, um, I don't either. I don't think there was anybody back then or now. Just like you, I don't know, you've, you had this very kind of fluid, unique, but like very sharp yeah. style in the ring. I just don't see anybody doing that shit. Um, Edmund asks, you were with the WWF during the infamous Ring Boy controversy. What do you remember about it? And do you think the whole thing was bullshit? Ring Boy. Yeah, so it was, uh, oh gosh, it was Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. Yes. You remember yeah. all this? It was all true. All true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, did you ever witness anything of that nature? No, I never witnessed it. I just I just knew it was going on. Okay. So and it, made, it made me sick. Yeah. yeah so Matt Patterson, Terry Garvin, mm -hmm. Mel Phillips out of uh, out of uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Story goes that the Gorilla Monsoon caught Mel Phillips putting the figure four on some kid that's sucking his toes. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, so pretty disgusting. Just to get everybody caught up, it was essentially it was a ring boy, somebody who who'd work alongside the ring and just I don't know whatever helped. Well, there were the several of them. Up. There were several of them. Okay, so there was there were multiple instances here. Yeah, it was the ring crew that set up the ring and shit. Young young guys, early twenties yeah. maybe, and a, a lot of these other people who were in higher positions in the WWF were like soliciting them for sexual favors, right. and and as Jake put, uh, being very inappropriate with them. So yeah, not really good. Disgusting. No, I mean like after all of it, uh, your relationship with Pat Patterson still good yeah. in general, and yeah. you treat Pat people how they never, treat you. Pat was never named in any of that. Okay, so it, it was some of these other folks that were involved. Yeah, Terry Garvin was the main one. Gotcha. Mel Phillips. Okay. He was a ring announcer, so. All right, we'll get off that one. Billy Shea asks, Mick Foley set a new bar for Hell in a Cell matches that nobody has ever topped. If you were to work in a Hell in a Cell match, what would you do, you do to be different or better than what Mick did? What's your strategy, Jake? I'd just work my style, man. Mm-hmm. I'd stay with what got me there. I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't do. <laughs> I wouldn't jump off the top of the cage and go through a fucking table. I can't picture you doing that. And I wouldn't go through the top of the cage and uh, swallow my teeth either. My God. Uh, it's just absolutely brutal to watch that back. Yeah, yeah. I, how do you think there's, you... There's no need for that. I, no, because, like, he was over before the match started. You don't necessarily absolutely. need to, to go You don't need to do that shit. Yourself. Absolutely don't need to do it. Do you think that you would work with the cage at all? Like aside from oh yeah, like I don't have a problem with the cage. Okay, if it's done right. No climbing of the cage for you though. Oh sure, I'd climb up it, but I ain't gonna fall off of it. <laughs> uh, somebody else had asked in here, and I can't find their question, so I'll just ask it. Uh, somebody said uh, that snakes don't fly. I think is is a line that you used to say off. Yeah. When it came to coming off the top rope. Yeah. Uh, what what was it? You just were completely averse to any top rope maneuvers. I just don't didn't belong up there. That wasn't part of my shtick. Have you ever done anything off top rope? Fuck no. <laughs> I think if I got up there, I'd probably get a nosebleed. <laughs> well, look, it's you had a nice long career, and there's something yeah. to be said for saying, "Hey, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to yeah. jump off any uh, top rope. No need for it." 
Uh, Rowdy Wrestling Federation says, what are some of the things you still want to do in your life? I think that's interesting, Jake. What are some goals that you have right now? I'd like to do a, a serious movie, mm. you know, something with a real plot to it and uh, something that was deep, vicious, cold, just like me. You know? <laughs> um, I want to do more fishing. I'd like to get remarried. Um, I'd like to spend more time with my children and my grandkids and travel you do a lot of traveling but yeah, maybe do, maybe a little more traveling with the family yeah man it's i would love to see a, you in a serious role in a movie do you have any uh, other acting gigs coming down the pike not that i know of well i've uh, got one we were just waiting on funding but that's not a big thing Okay. Well, I'm sure that there's more to come. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Jake and Out of Exile, it's available now uh, wherever you get your movies. So a place yeah. like Amazon, you could watch it. Jake had a role in that. Uh, Richard J. Conroy says, Bruce Pritchard, the artful Dodger, which is funny. I, I've heard a couple of people call Bruce that, claims that a TV title in wrestling was a stupid idea. What say you, King of Cable, the first real world television champion? I think it was a great idea. I agree. You know, and you have the 10 minute time limit on it. Right. And uh, it's a good way to put heat on the heel. Because the heel doesn't have to not win. He doesn't have, they to, don't win. have to win. He they just to has to make win. it past 10 minutes. Yeah. So, the, what a perfect instrument for a heel to uh, use. Yeah. Get on the bicycle, run for it for 10 minutes. Yep. You know? Uh, now, how many titles do you think are the perfect amount for one promotion, Jake? Uh, I think there should be a TV title. Mm -hmm. There should be uh, an intercontinental, if you will. Or like a United uh, States. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then a light heavyweight or a junior heavyweight, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the, the big one. And uh, the tag team titles, I would imagine. Oh, right? yeah, why not? <laughs> what do you think of like the three-man tag team titles do you think it's it's a little too far uh, that's a little too much it gets watered down too many titles if you have enough titles they stop meaning as much yeah absolutely corbett harris asks you have any contact with your snake guy albert also can you tell the story of him and you going to the bar i didn't know there was a story about you guys going to the bar oh you know, there was always a story about me going to the bar with him <laughs> So what do you got? I took him to a strip joint to get him laid. All right. You know, I was going to hook him up. And uh, he explained to me that all he wanted to do is go back to his room and play with the snakes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much the end of it right there. If you're not trying to get laid, then <laughs> all you're going to wind up doing is playing with your snake. I, I would yeah, venture to absolutely. guess. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He, all he wanted to do is go back to the room and mess around with the snakes. Well, I'm hoping you had some fun that night, at least. I, I always had fun. I know you'd find a you way. You know, it's, I haven't had any contact with him, but he was uh, quite the character, man. He was really quite the character. When do you think is the last time you would have spoken to him? Oh, God, 20 years. Wow, that long. Yeah. Well, he, you I, never think know. He's down, I think he's down in Florida at uh, 
big alligator and steak farm down there. That it's, sounds like a place where you'd be right at home. Yeah, he was. Uh, the last I heard, he was milking the cobras for uh, pharmaceutical companies. Well, you never know. You might have to contact him again someday to bring a snake uh, somewhere. I hope not. <laughs> uh, Jamil asks, what are your thoughts on Owen Hart's death? And should Vince have stopped the pay-per-view that night in 1999? Oh, man. It's a tough one, I know. I think, yes, he should have stopped the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. uh, a death in that ring should stop everything. Just out of respect for the one that's fallen. You know, just, uh, man, what a shitty question. I hate that question. Yeah, sorry. You know what? The next one is actually really lighthearted, so we can move uh, on to this. Let's get to that. I can't wait to hear your answer on this one. Randall Saunders asks, did anyone ever shit their pants in the ring because of the snake? Not that I know, know of. Well, let's broaden the Not question a little bit. Not that I know bit. of. I'll, I'll, I've, I'll shit my, I've shit my pants in the ring. That was the question. Jake, yeah. talk to us about shitting your pants in the ring. It was in Japan. A guy uh, named Anui did this big flip where he does a flip and lands on you. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck, he landed right in the center of my gut, man, and it blew out my asshole. <laughs> you know, my asshole went inside out. It looked like a rose sticking out of my ass. <laughs> And the bad part is the only way you can fix it is by shoving it back up your ass. Oh, no. Yeah, that took a little little whiskey. Oh, my God. So, like, uh, shit all over the ring or just shit all over your tights? Just my tights. Okay. Now, just uh, my tights. I mean, are you having words with this motherfucker backstage after making... Well, he's Japanese. He can't understand what I'm saying. He would understand you slapping him or something. <laughs> well, he understood when I dropped my pants and there's shit and blood there. That'll that'll do it. Oh my God! Well, he that felt is, bad. He felt really bad. That is not a fun shit story, Jake. Yeah. Did it? Did anybody ever shit their pants while you were in the ring with them? I hear it's a, it's kind of a common thing in pro wrestling. Yeah, I've had a couple of guys shit their pants, you know, because they had diarrhea or whatever. You finished the match? Oh yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah. You just pray to God you don't have on light colored pants, you know. <laughs> uh, did you ever hear the thing about Sid shitting his pants at WrestleMania? No. Now, the rumor has it that uh, he, he shit his pants when he was <laughs> working against The Undertaker, and he was, like, wearing those red uh, tights, and you could see it very distinctly, allegedly. Oh. I don't know this, but, man, that's that would probably be worst-case scenario for WrestleMania, biggest show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty shitty of Sid to do that. Yep. And actually, wow, the next question is actually about Sid. Uh, Colby Garris asks... Jake, did you hear about the incident between Sid and Art Anderson? And was it weird being around Sid after that? Also, can you think of another fight between wrestlers that went too far? I think any any fight against two wrestlers has gone too far. The ones that come to my head real quick would be uh, Danny Spivey. Mm. And, uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, he went with the... Towards the end of the career, he started wearing a dress, and he had the flower shop. Oh, um, um, Adonis. Adonis, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Spivey hit him three times, and it shouldn't have ever happened. 
It shouldn't so have happened to begin with. And then each shot he hit him with was just blood curdling. Each time he hit him, his eye, one eye would explode. Then he hit him on the other eye, it exploded. I mean, blood went everywhere. Uh, his head looked like a basketball by the time he got through. Wow. Uh, it, was, you, it was brutal. Do you remember what happened between the two of them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adonis was a little bit of a prick sometimes. I've heard that. And he put Spivey in the uh, Goodnight Irene, and he shot with it. Just to be an He's, asshole? Yeah, he, he was putting Spivey out. And Spivey came out of it and was, motherfucker, don't you ever do that again. And Adonis said, I'll fuck you. I'll do it right now. And he come at him when he did. Spivey, boom, <laughs> knocked him on his ass. Blood's going everywhere. And Adonis is coming to his feet, but he's got the weebles. He's going, I'm going to kill you. And Spivey said, keep away from me. Keep away from me. Here he come again. Boom, with the other eye. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Hart was on the outside of the ring screaming like a little girl. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> You're going to kill him. <laughs> and and uh, Spivey told him, stay down, stay down. And he said, fuck you. You're not me. I'll never stay down for you. And he come to his feet again. And Spivey hit him with one right between the fucking eyes, man. And it busted too. My God. Hit him three punches, and each time he busted him open. Got to give it up to Adrian. What a tough-as-nails motherfucker coming back well, after a, getting What a stupid me. motherfucker. That, too. Number one for doing that shit to, to Spidey. Mm -hmm. Spidey was well within his rights. Yes. You know, Adonis was known for doing shit like that. Uh, I've heard that Adonis himself, pretty legit, tough guy. Um, yeah. But man, let's see, you come up against a motherfucker at six foot eight or whatever Spivey yeah. was, you're not gonna stand a chance. Yeah, that's when that's when everybody nicknamed Spivey Dan, Dan the left-handed man. <laughs> I've actually heard that nickname, so that's yeah. where it came from. Damn sure was. Wow. All right, man. Dan Spivey, what a badass. Oh fuck, brother. To hear I can't explain the sound. I, mean, I was in the locker room when it happened. And it's like, fuck. And I heard it too, you know. It's, it's like pop. It was a real pop noise of it. You know, I can't make it. Air almost had it. Whew. Something like that. But it's just like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And then we seen the blood, and I'm like, oh my God. Holy shit. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Adrian didn't want any, another piece of him later on following that. No, no. And unfortunately, there was another guy that got with Dan, and they got into it, and that was uh, Iron Mike Sharp. Really? Yeah. And he got his ass whipped, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big, thick dude himself. Yeah, yeah. One shot did it, though. Hey, guys. Tony Schiavone. Need to call the timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a new edition of The Insiders, Conrad sits down with former Turner Finance executive Dirty Dick Cheatham, talking about the internal war between WCW and Turner and the Monday Night War with the WWF. And my assistant said, hey, you're not going to believe who's down there. I said, who, who? 
says, China's down there in this, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, uh, and I went over to her window and looked at us, hey, the whole, all the eggs is down there. Get the camera. <laughs> so, so we went down there and of course they were the eggs exactly what was down there in the fight with security. On a bonus episode of My World, Double J watches back his tag team championship match against FTR and breaks down the hilarious Briscoe farm skit that preceded it. And they say, can y'all be in the background talking? And the four of us are down there, really, just you know, all four of us. But Lethal and Sanjay, I said, we got to start being silly. I just started strumming the guitar and <laughs> Sanjay started bouncing that baby. And Sanjay and them started doing the dose do. I think this is, I don't know, this is the funniest, but I still think it's, it's a, hilarious. It's a complete ad lib, but it played to, you know, the line he said, them clowns, and we're down there dancing. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. You know, I've heard about Iron Mike Sharp over the years that he had some very weird showering habits. Oh, God, yeah. He had to be clean. <laughs> you know, that's why when he walked in the locker room, everybody would shake his hand. <laughs> he'd, he'd shake one guy's hand and Mike would immediately put his bag down and go into the bathroom and wash his hands for like three or four minutes. Wow. And then he'd get him off. As soon as he got him off, he walked back in the room. Somebody'd walk by him and grab his hand and shake his hand again. <laughs> back to the bathroom he went. He was on in Philadelphia one night. He was on first. At the end of the night, he stayed in the shower so long that they locked up the building with him inside of it. <laughs> yeah, the police had to come get him out. What in the world? Yeah, because that building or the spectrum, whenever they let, whenever they lock it down, they turn the dogs loose. Oh my God! You know, so the dogs run the run the building and kill the rats. Well, now not the not the rats that were hanging around the boys after the match. No, no, we get them out of there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Wow, that is insane. Uh, so a, a clear germaphobe from back in the day. Yeah. Um, Eddie Holcomb is up next. Jake, what are your early predictions for the next Super Bowl winner? That is an early ask. What do you think, Jake? Will our Cowboys do it? Kansas City and Dallas in the Super Bowl. Who goes over? Dallas. Man, I hope you're right. We we need it. Uh, Jake, this is making me think. You know, Dak Prescott is criticized a lot as a yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about your opinion. Is he great, average, or shitty? I think he's great. I, I think that uh, Kellen, whatever his name was, Kellen. Uh, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore was putting him out there with the wrong situations, having him throw the ball at the wrong times. Yep. You know, uh, Dallas has a great line, great offensive line. They do. Run the fucking ball, throw when you have to. Mm-hmm. Run the fucking ball. Just run it. You know? That's what you, that's what's going to keep you from throwing interceptions, running the ball. And if you run the ball enough, those linebackers and stuff, they'll they'll stop sitting back there and waiting for the ball to be thrown. They'll be up on the line trying to plug holes. Hey, it, like if Jerry Jones is listening to this, I'm sure he is. Uh let's give Jake a crack at that offensive coordinator job. Oh, that yeah. that'll make sense to me. I'm ready. 
<laughs> uh, Dak Prescott or Troy Eggman, better quarterback. That's another debate. Troy. Got to be with the Super Bowl titles. Yeah. All right. A couple more, Jake, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Corey Smith asks, I know he doesn't agree that Flair is the best, so who does Jake think is the greatest wrestler of all time? That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody that you can name the greatest wrestler of all time. No Just one single person. No, no one single person. Nope. I mean, if Not. you're going based on money, it's Hogan or The Rock, probably. And The Rock has made a hell of yeah. a lot more in Hollywood. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, last question. And it's another question about the greatest of all time. Who's the GOAT? Is it LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Oh, fuck Jordan. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Now, by the time he retires, do you think Steph Curry will be above even Jordan? I don't think he'll be above him for the simple fact Jordan did it in a shorter period of time. And he was, you know, there wasn't three-point shots. Right. So that's unfair. Different ball game for sure. Yeah, different, different, different times, man. And a lot less emphasis on defense nowadays. Where back in the day, it was right. like, yeah, some really staunch defenders. Right. Where nowadays, it's everybody's just throwing it up, chunking it. Yep. For three point land, you know. I mean, look at LeBron. You know, he just passed Jabbar, but take away the three point shots that he made. Mm-hmm. And uh, give him the points back. It's a whole and different Jabbar, ball of wax. Yeah, Jabbar was in there, you know, doing the ground game, brother. That sky hook was fucking unbeatable. If if you guys don't know what Jake is talking about, go back and watch some of those uh, highlights. L legitimately, like an unstoppable thing to do on yeah. the basketball court. That sky, like, how do you how do you possibly stop him? You can't. You can't. Right. You couldn't do it. I'm glad we're getting some sports questions on this, Jake. A little something out of out of the ordinary. I know you're a huge huge sports fan, right? Oh yeah. Well, hopefully our fans can bring us some more. This was another really fun episode of Ask Jake yeah. Anything. Uh, we got it in the books. Next week, Jake, we're, t we're taking a look at your history and rivalry with Bad News Brown and the rat that he oh, had with boy. him. And I'm not talking about the ones that are hanging around after the show. He had uh, like a possum or something. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't wait for it. And I can't wait for everybody to go check out our new merchandise over at the Snake Pit Shop yeah, over at Box it. of Gimmicks. Check this shit out, man. Those are That's our new pair of shorts. Inspired oh by the old ice cream bars, which just incredible looking. You got the ice cream in the wrong spot. <laughs> Where would you like to see it, G? Right in the middle. <laughs> well, I'm going to run that past the merch gal. But well, either that, maybe you should save that for a popsicle. <laughs> oh, so like we could have the leave the bar there, put the popsicle right. in the middle. Right. And then, I don't know, like a Choco Taco on the other side there for the go. ladies. A little something for the ladies. There you go. <laughs> guys, if you're looking to attract the 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to AdvertiseWithSnake.com? You can partner up with Jake <coughs> Snake Roberts, still a household name, still on TV, still as relevant as ever, and he can be your tag team partner. What we do works, guys. We, we're always using the same advertisers, and there's a good reason for it. Head over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and team up with the Hall of Famer. Uh, Jake the Snake Shop. Shop.com is your destination for rare signed collectibles straight from Jake himself. Autographed shirts, figures, 8x10s, and much more. Rumor has it that Jake may be looking to add his own custom trading cards, and I can't wait to see what that looks like. So go right now. 
Get over to jakethesnakeshop.com, add a new centerpiece to your wrestling collection. Uh, there's another review from Cameo that we've got here from Tommy. Words cannot describe how much inspiration this man has given me. Small price to pay for a video that will give me a lifetime <sighs> of encouragement. Man, it's really cool what you're doing over there, Jake. A lot of people just kind of phone it in. They'll give like a 30-second yeah. deal. You're over there giving your all to these to these great Absolutely. fans. Absolutely. Some of these guys are struggling, and they're needing somebody to kind of pick them up and toss them around a little bit and fire them up, you know, for addiction. So, Yeah. I put my heart and soul into it, man. He does. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just go have a look at some more of the reviews over there. Jake is fantastic at these cameos. If you're a lifelong fan, you've got to get it. So get over to cameo.com slash Snake. Order yours today. And uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod. Exclusive clips and content. Plus, we do giveaways over there. So get over there, like, subscribe, hit that notifications bell. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on all platforms. It helps us out a ton. And just a reminder, you get the Snake Pit Pot and all of our other shows early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. Really cool stuff happening there. Jake, I don't know if you heard about this. Kevin Sullivan is joining our network. All uh, right. He's going to be doing an ad-free shows exclusive podcast once a week. And, man, oh, wow. the, the stories that man can tell. I mean, he's the devil. He's Satan. He he's is the devil. Stories. <laughs> got have good stories. I know. <laughs> <laughs> catch jake on twitter at jake snake ddt on instagram at jake the snake ddt and on facebook at real jake the snake follow me at marcus pd angelo on twitter and follow the podcast at snake pit pod on all social media platforms jake another great one in the books my friend thank you my brother all right we'll catch you guys next time right here ah. on the snake pit double j jeff jarrett here to tell you a little bit about the non-stop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from The Last Outlaw. Because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084. Equal housing lenders. Woo!